2020 has been quite a year for everyone around the world. Mental health has perhaps taken our backseat to physical health, understandably. But with lockdowns, uncertainty, fear of contagion, mental health concerns have jumped. And we clearly see that is impacting our youth, adolescents, and young adults. So many findings about COVID that make Movember really an important mental health initiative this year in particular. And Movember has highlighted suicide prevention as one of their important points of discussion. We are very clear from the research that males complete suicide four more times than females and that they are at risk for attempting with more serious means. We are also very clear that individuals with child maltreatment in their background are at higher risk for suicidality and self-harm, and that youth in child welfare systems are at risk for dying by suicide. So we really have to focus on all the things that come before someone very sadly, unfortunately, takes their life that we need to look at barriers to mental health services. We need to look at the risks to violence with lockdown and staying in the home, that we know from research now that there is concerns about family violence with lockdowns. And we're clear that there's an increased use of substance use to cope with COVID. So when you have the COVID as a collective trauma on top of other trauma experiences, we really need to action our supports at every level. And I think Movember is bringing a strong focus and spotlight to helping males. I would say specifically about Movember and males is that we need to really embrace and deal with the fact that it's more difficult for males to disclose sensitive feelings, fears. It's much easier for them to disclose or act out on anger. But with COVID, we are clear that there's increases in anxiety and we have to make it okay for males to reach out because reaching out is resilience, whether that's calling a helpline or telling their mates about just their feelings, even if they don't know what those feelings are exactly. And that we have to really embrace socializing our kids at young ages without putting these kinds of restrictions on how they experience emotions. The boys don't cry kind of thing. My son in grade one cried about something and that child came up to him right away and said, boys don't cry. You know, six or seven years old, getting that message from peers. So we really need to put serious words into actions when we want equality and we're recognizing gender issues that we take that to what we allow for kids. You know, basically 
kids should be free to express themselves. And I think that's what we really need to put into action. And hopefully Movember can start that dialogue some more with younger kids. Beyond COVID, pre-COVID, 60% of youth had difficulties with sleep onset. So something like COVID will just amplify sleep problems. And it's interesting that sleep quality is not an issue that health providers or child welfare workers routinely ask about. And yet it's such a fundamental element of our body's regulation and with our body's regulation, our emotional regulation. Uh, So sleep is clearly something to take seriously. And we're working on a new version of our JoyPop app in recognition of the research that shows sleep and COVID uh, have become, you know, really challenges and impact other things, um, a sleep function within our JoyPop app so that there's an ease to sleep to go along with all the other resilience features. What the research has shown is that adolescents are paying attention to COVID information. They are hand-washing. They do find connecting to their friends supportive, but they are also having challenges in keeping the social distancing and they're collecting in groups to engage in drinking. So we need to figure out and support youth in physically connecting to their friends in ways that are following the guidelines. So, you know, one example I saw is that youth came together in a parking lot and set up chairs at distance. They just hung out in a circle sitting in their chairs. So that was a a good adaptation. And encouraging that rather than saying you can't see your friends is a much better strategy because they'll actually support their resilience and comply with COVID restrictions. We have to recognize that social connectedness is a key resilience factor across the lifespan. But we know since the job of adolescence is to develop a friend network, engage in romantic relationships, build their different social networks, be it via sports or school or the neighborhood, that we need to find creative ways to continue to have that resilience factor active in their lives. Thinking of a post-COVID world, is there anything for teachers, parents, carers to be mindful of, or is there anything that you as a healthcare professional are braced for? Well, I think that it really all depends on how things are handled. If you take COVID as a trauma event, then you would, you know, professionals would want to do some debriefing about it and to understand how that was experienced and were there any unintended positive consequences that came from it. Dr. Andrea Gonzalez at the Offord Center for Child Studies at McMaster University with which I am also affiliated in a part of that study, found that parents reported an increase in mental health problems, obviously with homeschooling, 
shifting to work from home, potentially losing work, etc. They did report higher distress, but they did also report the positive valuing of time to spend with their children. They reported the positive valuing of time to go outdoors. Certainly, if you have the means to get to a park space, then that's really helpful in allowing you to get some fresh air and sunshine if we have it, or pop that umbrella if it's a rainy day. That that has a lot of value. And I'm working with Indigenous groups at Six Nations of the Grand River, and connecting to the land is just inherently part of their models for well-being. If people are interested to follow this research, I am on the webpage youthresilience.net and Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Weckerly. <laughs>